Welcome to the Wealthy.com podcast, a wellness series focused on health, inspiration, and innovation. All right. As usual, I am Brandon Lawrence, an ER physician in Phoenix, Arizona for Wealthy.com, a wellness podcast. I'm joined today by Suyash Gupta. He's an international student with a pretty interesting story uh, related to COVID-19. Uh, he's currently in India. And if he'd like to say hello and introduce himself, that'd be great. Hi, uh, I am Suyash Gupta, an uh, international student at Gustave Adolphus College, uh, St. Peter, Minnesota. Currently back in India, uh, uh, took a flight back home, recently graduated with a finance degree, also played tennis uh, four years of my of my college career. Uh, so yeah, that's that's who I am. Great. Uh, originally, what brought you to, to Minnesota? Uh, tennis, uh, basically. So I played two years of Division One tennis in Mississippi, and then decided to transfer to Gustavus in my junior oh. year. Oh, cool. So were you a were you a scholarship athlete? Yeah, I was. Nice. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Have you been playing tennis your whole life? Yeah, I've been playing tennis since I was very young, probably like eight. Uh, still continue to play. I've uh, been able to go to the courts. Now they are back, uh, back up again. So yeah, played tennis all my life. Great. All right. So what happened to you in mid-March? <laughs> so, I mean, uh, school closed down and we went online uh, for the rest of the semester on, I think, the 18th of March. And I... I decided to take a flight back uh, to India, back home on the 20th. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I had just packed everything up uh, the next day and uh, took a flight back to India, uh, which is long. It's like 21 hours uh, from Minneapolis to New York and then New York to New Delhi. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and then while, uh, while traveling back, uh, probably somewhere on the route, I, I contracted the virus and uh, and was tested positive five days later after my arrival here in India on 21st. Uh, I, I was tested positive on 26th. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what happened when I, when I flew back. Yeah, so you're one of the kind of early people that had it, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I was, was the ninth in my city here. So basically you saw this kind of pandemic coming and you said, well, I might as well be with my family at this point, not not by myself, right? Is that about right? Right. That was, that was one of the reasons why, why I decided to come back. Like, although I was uh, graduating and I had a job lined up uh, right after graduation, but I decided to, to like come back and be with family because they were a little worried about me. I was all alone in a, sure. in a different country. So yeah, decided to come back. Did you get a sense um, before you left how uh, the students at your school were we're handling um, this this potential lockdown. Um. So, like at that time, I I would say like I didn't really have any idea, and probably no one had any idea as to what this was going For to sure. be. Yeah. Uh, didn't really know what like people were doing. Everybody was just like getting back home as soon as uh, classes went online. Mm. Uh, we kind of decided on going online for a couple of weeks and then reopening back again, but like next day we got an email as to that the rest of the semester will be online so right after that everybody started moving back to their homes and okay. didn't really have an idea as to how big this was going to be okay so it wasn't like people were sticking around in their dorms and and uh and potentially kind of interacting frequently 
because everyone pretty no, much I, out. Yeah, it, it got pretty much cleared out pretty quick. Yeah. Okay. So when you got home, you tested positive several days later. What kind of symptoms did you have? Um, so I, I didn't really feel any symptoms, I would say. I was one of the asymptomatic people, as, as, as what they say. Uh, on the like why I got tested was like on the day of the test in the morning as I woke up I felt a little sore throat um, I mean usually I have allergies uh, when I do travel and stuff so I thought maybe it's that but since COVID was going on I didn't I didn't try to second guess myself I just went in for a test and then right after the test uh, I came back to the house and and I had a little fever it wasn't very high it was just like 99 Fahrenheit so just a little sore throat and a slight fever. That's, that's all I had symptom-wise. And uh, in your travels, is there kind of a, a point um, while you were making your way back out there that you think maybe was probably the likelihood of, higher likelihood of you contracting it? Right. Um, so the travel was long. The flights are definitely a part of it. Like I was in a 14-hour flight from New York to New Delhi. Uh, also, the flight was via New York, which was one of the containment or like one of the more hot spots for for COVID and also when I came back here uh, to New Delhi we were we were going through we were going through screenings for hours and hours and it took a really long time for me to get processed from the airport almost like six hours uh, after I landed that we we had to like wait in crowds and uh, had had to get screened before exiting the airport so big three reasons I would say that, that were there during tablets at that time. So clearly we didn't understand social distancing yet at the time. Right, 100%. Hmm. Like ne neither social distancing nor precautions. All right, well tell me, tell me more about your, your quarantine and isolation. Um, uh, so I, I went into isolation on, on the 25th, on the 25th or 26th, I don't represent, remember the exact date, but it was either of those days. Uh, I went in, uh, I stayed there for 19 days. Um, and where is that tested negative? Is that a hospital? At the hospital. That's a hospital. You stay yeah. in a hospital with a sore throat for 19 days, huh? Right. Oh. Yeah. I did stay at a hospital for sore throat for 90. I think, <laughs> I think at that time. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know what to expect at that time. I, I remember very well right. in the ER. True. Like at that time, like nobody had any idea what, what uncertainty we were going through. So we were trying to be extra, extra cautious for everything. And uh, the, the time there, the hospital was not fun at all. Right. Uh, staying in isolation, uh, uh, pretty hard. Wasn't hard physically on my body personally, because I didn't really feel any symptoms, but it was definitely a mental toll. And I feel like, like those are some of the things that people our age would contract it and would test positive and might stay in isolation would, would actually have to go through uh, if, they, if they contract it. Because like, personally, my, my experience was I didn't really have had any physical toll, but like the, the process of staying in isolation, not being able to see people or communicate was definitely hard. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those, those 90 days are definitely a life experience that will stay with me forever. And I have, have stories to tell about it. And uh, and it was definitely hard, uh, like the mental part of it. Like when I used to have one person, like the doc doctor or the nurse come in uh, to bring me food or, or ask for my uh, health and everything and how I was doing. Uh, it was very, very 
refreshing just to see another person in the room, even though just a, just a stranger. Uh, any interaction for five to seven to ten minutes was was just amazing in those days. Um, I'm sure there's there done yeah. three layers of personal protective equipment too between you and them, right? True. Yeah, the, they were they were taking all the precautions, having the PPE kit and and all those all those kind of things that that we need to keep ourselves protected. So yeah, that's wild. And then uh, so you were there for almost three weeks, and then you had to do an additional two weeks of quarantine at home yeah is that what you were saying? yeah true so once i came back i had to do two more weeks of quarantine at home where i stayed in a in a in a room at my house and didn't didn't go didn't get out of it for for two more weeks so for an uh, active guy was, who's used to playing tennis every day that <laughs> must have been awful that was that was really awful um it's it's definitely hard. Doesn't matter if you're active or not, <laughs> but just staying yeah. in is is so hard. Right. And uh, and it it was. Uh, I mean, everything was shut down. No tennis courts were open. Uh, during my isolation, I didn't see the sun for like almost 19 days. Oh, wow. Uh, so yeah. I do think that's that's one at least very small silver lining that's coming come out of this uh, whole pandemic. So I think people have appreciated being outside a lot more since there's not much else they can do. Definitely, I think I've 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 really learned one of the most important lessons: how much I I now appreciate my social relationships and my friends and family, and uh, and the ability to just like get out and hang out with friends is is just a gift that that we have these days, and um, and it that experience just made me realize how important that is to me, uh, how for granted I was taking it before. And uh, the, one of the one of the biggest lessons that I learned in that time. Great. All right, Suyash, so tell me about your dad. So my dad, he's an orthopedic surgeon himself, uh, and he also contracted the virus from me. He was the person who who had to drive me to the hospital for me to get tested. So probably that that was the that was the place uh, that he contracted the virus from me. And he didn't test positive for the first six days. Like I had tested positive, let's say on the 25th. And then his first two tests were negative. And then, and then he tested positive on the 31st. I think uh, just pausing there for a second, I think something that's interesting that you said uh, is that you were able to get several tests and you had your results back within 24 hours. So if I jump back in time to March, when I was working in the ER, it was, we had to, we had to have very, very specific guidelines to even order a test. And then it mm -hmm. would take somewhere between three and four days to get results back. Isn't that kind of mm -hmm. crazy, the, the discrepancy there? Right. Yeah, it is actually. So, um, so like, like these patients had to have been literally a question we asked, have you been near Wuhan? Have you been, have, did you have this symptom? Do you have this symptom? And if they didn't have those mm -hmm. or all of those, we couldn't test mm -hmm. them. Oh, of, I see. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, while I was tested uh, in March. Like, I I told them that I had a travel history, and then uh, that was that was the main reason that they that they agreed to test me. Although, like, the tests were very limited at that time. Okay, so that's at least similar. All right, so is your dad? Um, how old your How old your father? He's fifty five. Okay, does he have any medical problems? No. Okay, so how did he He's do totally with the virus? Scared. I mean, I would say 
personally like all the researches like before we used to think that it's it's affecting aged uh, people more uh he definitely had more symptoms than me personally uh didn't really doesn't really have any medical conditions he had some breathing problems uh had high fever for an extended period of time and uh, those were two like main symptoms like he had some congestion in his in his nasal cavity and also just like fever most of the times uh but gladly he he recovered pretty well he's a healthy healthy gentleman and works out every day has pretty good immunity i suppose good. and uh, we're all glad that he's he's fine now did he have to go under quarantine as well in the hospital right yes he was he was there with me like we were both in isolation together father son bonding time huh yeah <laughs> that's great it was uh so you had to have felt a little bit of guilt there with that huh yeah definitely i mean um i i have definitely thought about that and just like putting the whole family um under that under that uncertainty at that time was very hard especially my mom who had to stay back just by herself in the house mm-hmm. and the house was all locked up nobody was allowed to come in or go out right and uh, and uh, so it was definitely guilt guilty time yeah thankfully uh, thankfully he came out of it fine man i can't imagine if if something had happened to him the way i would feel i know but yeah, have been you that least. would have been so hard yeah. um so tell me about the plasma the plasma donation yeah so that was um uh, we i did that a uh, couple weeks i would say a couple weeks ago um how, how did you get uh, so let, let me just pause here so uh when people have successfully recovered from covid-19 uh there's some treatments that are going around where you can donate your plasma which has some of your immune kind of responses to it to people that aren't doing well uh with mm-hmm. with covid so uh so suyash how are you approached to do that right so uh i think the the hospital was always keeping track of all the patients uh who they have treated and who have recovered so we got a call one day as to a person requiring a plasma therapy and their blood group matched mine so they gave us a call and then and then the next day i went into the hospital uh got all the blood tests done and then and then they like extracted the plasma out of out of my blood and uh, and just like put the rest of it back in me uh it was just like a, an hour process in which it's is just similar to very similar to normal blood donation and uh, and then that person was able to receive my plasma uh i think they there's a little technical part to it in which uh, you you can donate up to 500 grams i think and those are two doses of plasma so since i was a healthy student and young i was able to donate 500 grams and those two doses were able to be uh to be given to that to that person who was who was diagnosed with covid were you uh given an update on how they did with your plasma or is that a hipaa like didn't didn't tell you sort of thing i i haven't heard an update like i i know that that person is still in hospital right now uh hasn't recovered or tested positive but uh, i don't know if they are doing better or worse but what i heard from the doctors while i was donating is that a lot of people were uh had like positive uh reactions to to plasma they were they were getting better quicker yep so It's interesting yeah. mm-hmm. um All right, so what's your your plans for the future? Um so right now I just graduated and then I'm 
I'm like really trying to find out what I'm going to do next. <laughs> personally, personally thinking, uh, I've been thinking of grad school or also like a job position, uh, trying to, trying to find job, job position in, in finance, uh, maybe investment banking or like continue back with, let's say normal life after the COVID experience for me <laughs> and uh, yeah so that's that's what I'm thinking of next maybe a maybe a job and you're so, looking states or are you looking in India I I'm looking both the places personally uh, I've been applying everywhere um, I've been looking at states as well and also in India so yeah really open to any opportunity to any part of the world just love traveling want to go to as many places as possible so anything great. that that seems interesting would be my first first step well that's a great outlook um so unless i don't have any other questions unless you have some closing thoughts on COVID 19 schools opening anything like that then i'm gonna let you go um i would say like this this thing got really messed up in India or other parts of the world because of the uncertainty behind it. And it's definitely deadly for some people. And we should be really, really careful. Like we as young people have a responsibility in this situation of not, uh, of trying not to be asymptomatic carriers because uh, like a lot of people my age or from the stories that I've heard, a lot of young people are asymptomatic and they don't know they have it and they are transmitting it uh, to other people. So we need to be careful if we have like elderly people in our houses or, or like in our neighborhoods, we need to be careful. Like we can be uh, easy, easy people who are transmitting this disease since we never know that we got it. And uh, so we have to be careful. We young people have a responsibility in this scenario to be extremely, extremely careful for, for the older generations that we have at home and in our neighborhoods and also in the country. Very well said. Suyash, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much.